Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is a podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma. And both of us have been trying for a baby for a really long time. Despite that, neither of us is currently pregnant. Welcome to episode 13. Woo! Unlucky 13. And it's nearly Halloween. Fun fact for you, Emma. Go on. I was born on Friday the 13th. Were you? Yeah. And I've got a black cat. You have. I'm pretty much a witch. Oh, mate. <laughs> I've just been watching Sabrina. Oh, wow. And I can confirm that you're right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, all witches. So uh, happy Halloween as well, guys. Oh, happy Halloween to you, it's a pal. Hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a nice week, haven't we? Yeah, we've had a good week. Yeah. Chill. We've been doing a lot of podcasting. We have. We've been busy bees. Yeah. It's been fun. There's a lot of cool things coming up, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've got some something to take care of at the top of the show. Some business to to attend. We got some criticism. We did. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty much our first proper bit of criticism. Yeah, everyone's just been really nice yeah. up until now. So we thought it's best to actually talk about it because some it's yeah. kind of we think it's kind of fair yeah i think it's fair so um so what did they say Emma? um well she said first of all she starts by saying great podcast oh, so <laughs> what's a shit that, sandwich <laughs> <laughs> um second of all she did not like how much we criticize the nhs yeah and third of all she pointed out that we've mentioned some supplements on the show for which there are no um or not very much scientific evidence for their efficacy yes um, um, so should we start with the NHS? Let's. Uh, yeah, we do. No, no, we don't slag off the NHS. Um, we, I think certainly I have had a lot of frustrating experiences with my clinic, which is both NHS and private. Um, but I am also really, really lividly angry at the state of NHS funding at the moment. Mm. So my doctors and nurses are not bad people. No. They're not well well except for that guy who told me that um that I was barren while I was still basically asleep. But other than that guy, um they they're not bad people. They're just so busy. Yeah, I think I would say that we kind of come from a position where we are eternally grateful for the funding that we do have yeah and we both do love the nhs and what it stands for and we think it's wonderful it saved my life twice exactly it hasn't saved mine it brought me into the world though oh uh, yeah exactly and you yeah. and all of us probably yeah um we love the nhs yeah i just think i think sometimes you know we try on this podcast to be as honest as possible and part of that is kind of voicing our frustrations which mm-hmm. every once in a while are going to be you know towards the treatment that we're having um so it may feel like we're bashing the nhs but i don't i don't think we mean to i'm bashing nhs funding yes that's different i think it's disgusting that the nhs has been allowed to keep operating as people get older and therefore sicker on budgets that are actually lower in real terms than they have previously been Mm. um we're speaking on the day that philip hammond announced in quotes, additional funding for the NHS, which is badly needed, but that, I mean, it's not going to be enough. But also the day that we found out from the BBC that there's loads of 
um, clinics that are not letting women that are 34 and over have funding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. CCG's uh, decided that that's, that's not too old yeah and they're being forced to make those decisions they're being forced to make these harsh cuts because either somebody gets a baby or somebody doesn't get um you know dialysis my local hospital where i grew up they've just shut their dialysis unit oh god so we're not bashing the nhs we're bashing nhs funding we're we're bashing the state of the nhs and i think without without questioning what's going on it's just going to be allowed to fester so we love it it saved my life twice. It brought us both into the world. But that doesn't mean that we can't push for an improved service. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and the other thing is supplements. Yeah. Again, I know you have to be careful talking about these things because there isn't a lot of research backing them up. But again, I suppose we are trying to be honest yeah. about our experiences. And I suppose maybe we just need to be a bit clearer when we talk about them that you know a doctor hasn't told us to take them no. maybe or that there aren't there isn't much research around it i also think somebody once told me that if you tell somebody who's trying to get pregnant that you'll get pregnant by standing in the middle of the road naked and shouting your name that that person will probably go and do that oh absolutely um and we are people who are trying to get pregnant like we mm. we just want to give ourselves the best chance so um, yeah, we, we'll certainly address when we're talking about supplements that, and, and all those treatments and... The kind of bets that you place to try and increase your chances. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it's funny. We, we ask Professor Tim a lot of those things and that's why we get Professor Tim on most of the time. Yeah. Like, well, that's yeah. why we decided to get him on because um, we wanted to, you know, kind of get rid of those myths. Mm. So... We'll probably put those supplements to him. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I think also the, there are lots of things that 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 science and Professor Tim would dismiss because there isn't any research around it. And that's a good reason to. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't drink pomegranate juice or whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. just because, you know, there's no research around it. If you think it, it's going to work for you, then as long as it's not any chance of it harming you, then I don't see why yeah. not. Don't. Don't go and do like heroin because somebody told you to do heroin and it'll help you get pregnant. Yeah, I mean, if it did, wouldn't that be great? We'd all have a great so time. So blissed out. <laughs> um, yeah, but within reason, I think it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, my friend's going to have a gong bath soon. Oh, wow. Maybe I'll join her. I love that. Um, and that is the admin taken care of. Yes. Thank you, guys. Um <laughs> And Mia Culpa, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is the... Uh, party! Big fat negatives, big fat Christmas party. Guys, we finally got our asses into gear and organised something. And when I say we, I mean Gabriella. Oh, no, it was a joint effort. <laughs> you started it, I finished it. I brought it home. <laughs> um, so, the date yes. is... It's the 7th of December. The location... Old Queen's Head in Islington. The time. 7pm. The way to get tickets. Uh, Eventbrite link in our show notes or on our Instagram page. At the moment, tickets are sold out. Today, we're going to add 20 more. Yes. So if you want a ticket and you feel like you missed out, then uh, go and get them. We're also going to add a waiting list. Yep. So if you want tickets, again, one might become available. If you realise you can't come, please give up your ticket um, so someone else can get it because this has been like way popular. It has. It really took me by surprise. I think we, uh, we've we been oversubscribed and yeah. the, the pub just isn't big enough, which is, <laughs> it's not because we only want to see that many of you. It's because literally the pub's like, you can't have more people than that. I'm sorry, yeah. no. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good thing. Sorry yeah. to anyone who doesn't get one. There is also something that we should warn you all which is mm. that at 8pm, the pub starts charging for entry. We've begged with them. We've pleaded with them. Yeah. We've offered them our firstborn. No, we haven't done that. No, we wouldn't do that. Never. <laughs> We've offered them our firstborn with the knowledge that it'll never exist. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, it is gonna, they are going to start charging. How yeah. much do they charge? Oh, I didn't find that out, actually. Okay. I well, mean, it's not going to be much, is it, to get into a pub? No. But if you want to get in for free, yeah. come it's a charge before 8pm. 
Yeah, and it'd be good anyway, because we don't want to be two of us standing around like a pair of plums waiting for everyone to arrive. <laughs> Honestly, they, they said they were coming <laughs> any minute now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and the other thing to address is it's fertility week. Uh-huh. Um, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. There's yeah. lots of stuff going on. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled and your ears out. Yes, absolutely. And your... There's loads. Yeah. I think there's quite a lot going on in the news. So there's lots of shout outs for couples to go on and tell their story and stuff yeah. like that. So keep up watching out for that. If... Um, Fertility Network UK is a really good Insta and Twitter account to follow yeah. um, if you want to go on TV. Exactly. Which we all do. Yeah, I do. I mean, why else are we doing this? Yeah, absolutely. All I want is to go on TV. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a really good show coming up. Yes. We've got Keely Dwight. Hey! AKA at Trying to Be a Mum. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with Keely. Yeah, we had a a reet laugh. A reet laugh. Um, so enjoy that. We've got Professor Tim talking about pomegranate juice. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as always, please um, rate and review the podcast because it helps other people to find it. Yes, please. And follow us on the socials. Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. Facebook. Big Fat Negative. And get in touch with us via email because we love getting your emails. Yes. And that is bigfatnegativepodcast at gmail.com. See you later. See you soon, guys. Bye. Emma, how have you been? I've been alright, thanks. Oh. Bit, bit of a weird week this week. It's been a bit limbo-ish. Oh, really? Well, this happens every single time one of my um, cycles gets cancelled, which is often now. Oh, yeah. Monthly. Familiar. Yeah, so um, I would say what is... When you're, when you're trying for a baby, like, naturally... It's the hope zone. Mm. Mine's the board zone. Oh, right. Okay. Mine's the waiting for the next thing to start zone. Right. So um, I'm on day like 30 something of my cycle. Like I spent basically spent the whole week monitoring my cervical mucus. And I, I feel we can talk freely about this now because we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and just like obsessing about it. And then every time I think there's something egg white to I'll take a test, an ovulation test, and then it'll be negative. Right. And, like, part of me's like, maybe the test is broken. Or did you just miss it? Yeah, but that's never happened. It's literally never happened before. No, as in you missed... Oh, maybe. You didn't test when you ovulated and you missed it. maybe, but I don't think I did, because I just, like... Well, firstly, the um, consultant was like, yeah, I don't think you're going to ovulate this cycle. So maybe I just didn't ovulate. I don't know. But I've been obsessing because I just want my period to come. Yeah. Well, it does happen, doesn't it? Yeah. That you don't... Allegedly. Not periods, but yeah. you don't ovulate every month. I hate wanting my period to come. Half the time I want my period to come, half the time I don't want and my period to come. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? It's confusing. It's confusing. I just want to be like... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like... Content? Yeah. With child? With child. I just want to be <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Just want a fucking baby. It's a word. It begins with P. <laughs> I can't quite put my finger on it, but that's what I want. Yes. <laughs> ah! Um. So that's been my week. Oh. And that that's basically been it. A bit frustrating then. A little bit frustrating. Like I've been trying to focus on work. Yeah. But I haven't been very well. Oh. Uh, sorry to our American listeners for that. That was terrible. <laughs> terrible tribute. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that's been it. How oh, good? How are you? You alright? Uh. Yeah. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Not yeah. bad. Um. Uh. What have I been doing? Well. Uh. This week I've been kind of obsessing about detoxifying my beauty regime. Oh, have you? Yeah. Wow. So that was an unexpected answer. Right. I've kind of. I don't know. I'm just going from one research rabbit hole to the next. Okay. Um. And this this week it's uh makeup and moisturizer. Okay. Um, basically, I've been spending a lot of time in my local Holden Barrett, which <laughs> is a surprise. I mean, I was in there for all of my supplements recently. Yeah. That's where it started. Yeah. Uh, but it's a slippery slope. Okay. So now I've been, I went in to get some natural deodorant with everything that's free in it. Mm. It's really good. Does it work? Yeah, it's not bad, actually, the one I got. Oh. Uh, it's lavender Ooh. flavor. I quite like lavender. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called, I think it's by Dr. Organics. Okay. And it kind of works. I don't smell. I can't I smell? smell you. I can't smell you. I think we're I so close. I can't smell lavender either. Oh, uh, yeah. But I can't smell your natural fragrance. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, and then I decided uh, that I would have a look for foundations and moisturizers. Wow. Because, uh, you know, put it on your face. You want to get some good stuff. Yeah. Your face does look lovely today. Particularly oh. lovely. Well, thanks, mate. I haven't found any yet. Oh. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite a hard one, isn't it? Because I've got quite bad skin, I would say, normally. No. And so things like foundations and moisturizers are quite hard for me because mm-hmm. I'll often have a reaction to something <clears throat> or it just won't suit me. So simply buying something off the internet that I've read is good yeah. isn't really an option for me. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, all of these kind of natural cosmetics don't tend to be in regular shops. Yeah. So I think I'm basically going to have to go on like a mission yeah. across London trying to find stuff. Okay. But that's, you know, that's what I'm doing now. That's my new plan. That's fun. I've spent a lot of money on paraben sulfate-free hair care products. Yes. I'm kind of obsessed with them and every time I find a new one I buy it, okay. which means that we have about 80 different shampoos and conditioners in our house. Right. Um I can't remember the name of the one that I like. Well, uh the one in Holland Barrett is Faith in Nature, which oh. I was going to try. Some of them are really and the thing is again, this is probably something we should ask Professor Tim about because like all the kind of um nut- my, like my nutritionist told me to use paraben sulfate free hair care stuff but isn't that bad is it really that bad i don't know i, I don't, don't know. know but i'm kind of because i'm obviously getting ready for ivf in january mm-hmm. and i'm kind of picking off the things that i think i can do yeah so i'm like okay i probably can give up caffeine i can cut down booze yeah i can change my foundation and moisturizer I've just run out anyway, so, oh, cool. you know, okay. it's a convenient time for me to do that. Yeah. And what's the harm in going to Holland Barrett instead of Boots to get my cosmetics, deodorants, hair yeah. stuff? I just think it's probably something I can do that's easy, so yeah. I will. Gives you some control. Exactly. Yeah, cool. I've also been buying all of the Method cleaning products. Oh, welcome. Yes. Welcome to the club. I'm so excited. <laughs> Why has it taken me so long? Oh, they're so beautiful. Oh my God. I really want, I want the shower one next. Ooh, There's like a yeah. shower spray. Mm. I've got the toilet cleaner. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very good. Um, although I did spend my weekend cleaning my new house and using all the like really really toxic cleaning products and i was so satisfied oh. the lime scale just disappeared yeah it's, it's, it probably does work a bit better doesn't it yeah i've got a new cleaner starting when oh. i say a new cleaner i'm getting a cleaner for the first time on friday thanks thanks um and i think i suspect the cleaner will be horrified yeah. by my natural products yeah i think i would have been horrified a few years yeah. ago well, I think if your job is to clean and you get given basically substandard products yeah, exactly. that smell delicious and don't have any chemicals in them, yeah. but like don't take lime scale off. But really, I'd be doing them a favour too. Yeah, and like they're not going to die young. So. Exactly. Detoxifying their work- <laughs> workload. I'm sure she'll be very appreciative. She or he. She. Yeah. I was gonna say, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's been interesting. Um, cool. What else has been going on? Oh, uh, oh. I won't say who it was, but I had a a couple of relaxed conversations with someone. Yay! Yeah, that was fun. Uh, it, this one was the classic story of someone who had IVF and then later got pregnant naturally um, because they were relaxed and they weren't thinking about it. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that. Well, I was like, for a start... I was kind of like, mm, kind of gritted teeth, kind of like nodding along. And then I was like, well, it might have also been because the couple had made some lifestyle changes, had been taking lots of supplements that would have boosted their natural fertility Mm -hmm. and therefore made them more fertile through that rather than they just weren't thinking about it anymore. And I just, oh, it's annoying. It's really annoying. Really annoying. My husband... uh, it's quite funny. He was sitting next to me. He was just watching me, watching my reaction, watching my face <laughs> contort. Oh um, my God. Getting lots of giggles out of it. Um, but yeah, that was that. Uh, cool. What else has been going on? Well, we got some tips. We, we did get some tips. So um, last week we asked, two weeks ago, we asked everybody for tips on IVF, like IVF hacks. Yes. Because um, somebody had sent us, oh, somebody sent us um, a message saying that you should put your pessaries in your bum. Yeah. Um, um, Which kicked off a whole debate that I don't even want to go into right now. Mm -hmm. But we asked everybody if they had any more IVF hacks. Yeah. So what did you get? 
Well, so um, obviously we are doing IVF in January and Katie Linderman, aka Uber Barons Club. A font of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, brilliant stuff. Got in touch to give us some advice about doing frozen sperm ahead of my egg collection. Ah. Yeah, because she was saying that, well, obviously, when you have your eggs collected, your husband has to go in and... It's um, a high-pressure situation. Produce. It is a high-pressure situation. Um, And I'm actually going to read out what Katie said to me because it's absolutely hilarious. It's one of the funniest sentences I've ever read. She said, I think if you locked me in a scummy masturbatorium with a crusty jazz mag, knowing its sole purpose was for blokes to wank off and knowing that my partner was next door in theatre under anaesthetic and the entire cycle depended on me being able to knock one out, I think I might struggle. (laughs) Fair point. I was like, well, when you put it like that, mate. Yeah. Uh, So obviously, if you... Freeze some sperm ahead of this. It's going to cost you some money because it's not part of the NHS funding. However, there's that point of the pressure. There's also the point that they might be sick. They might have a cold. They might have the flu. All things which actually affect the quality of the sperm. So it makes actual sense to have some backup. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess it depends whether your partner is good at wanking under pressure. Yeah. Well, my, my... Some men get off on it. Yes. The pressure well, wank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you call your mum when you're in your bedroom. <laughs> I like the fact that you're saying, when you? <laughs> Done it loads of times. Is that probably an urban myth that boys do that? I reckon <laughs> I it is. So. I've I never heard that Who before. knows? Uh, well, Mr. Gabby, when I suggested it to him, was a bit like, I think I could manage it. But... <laughs> To be fair, he then was like, actually, yeah, it's a really good idea. Let's I do like that. that he's seeing it slightly as a test of his masculinity. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine, mate. I'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. And actually, it's something that was mentioned in the book um, Get a Life, yes. IVF, His and Hers Guide to IVF, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic book that um, actually you, Emma, recommended to me. Yeah. And she, they also tell a story about that in that book. And that's what their, their recommendation is. So. Okay. That's two, two shout outs for that. Cool. Um, so we, I, I, there was another tip for you that I thought was really, really good, which is from Becca, um, which is about injecting yourself. Oh. Because it's really scary. Like when you first, in fact, every time I did it, I kind of freaked myself out about it. I like had to psych myself up a bit because you are essentially sticking a really pointy object into yourself. Yeah. It's not a natural thing to do. I'm not excited about it no I'm a bit daunted and the other thing with injections is that you tend to like for some reason if you get a capillary you bruise so badly so some injections you'll do and you'll be fine and then Mm. some you'll do and you'll just get this giant bruise right dark purple bruise delightful Mm -hmm. it's very attractive Mm. um So Becca sent this uh, message to us and she said, lightly touch the needle to your skin before you break it and wait until you find a bit where you can't feel it and do the injection there. Because apparently this helps avoid the pain sensor nerves, which she said might not be the actual technical name. Um, She said she, she used to get a really painful injection, which must have been hitting a nerve. But when she did the skin test thing, she didn't, it didn't happen anymore. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and she also said, don't rub the injection site because that encourages blood flow there and you'll bruise even more. Yeah, and then she also said, defo, put progesterone up the bum. So, Becca, team <laughs> bum. Another, another for team backdoor. Brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then Katie Linderman got in touch as well. Um, and she was talking about patches because I'm going to be on the patches next month. Um, and she said, um, I'd, like, as per the recommendations on the box, don't put it above your breast which is, I guess, don't put it above your heart. Um, And she says she strongly recommends going for the thigh, which is where I went for before. Um, And then somebody else said, be careful of moisturising when you're going to put a patch on because it might fall off. Because you've got to keep these on for like three or four days. Wow. Two or three days. That's amazing. Several days. Um, And so, yeah, don't moisturise because then it'll just drop off. Um... So Katie Linderman also said, um, use hard sunglasses case or a Barocca tube for doing injections on the go. Oh, that's good. I never did that. Yeah. That sounds like a brilliant hack. Yeah, because you do have to do them like every 12 hours, I think it is. So that's a good one. I just didn't, I just did it at home. I just went home every night. 
I just didn't have a social life. Yeah. Just easier. Oh, God. I know. Anyway, well, for those of you that want to be adventurous and do it on the go. Yeah. Baraka tubes. Baraka tubes. Anyway, so guys, keep your tips coming because they're really, really great. They're going to help Gabby and me. Yeah. Just some brilliant innovations out there, guys. You've all got creative minds and let's share the love. We should write a chat magazine and, you know, they have those, like, helpful tips, like turning your sanitary towel into slippers and things like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) We should write into that. If you think you're finished with your Baraka tube, think again. (laughs) (laughs) Keep them coming, guys. Yep. joined in the studio aka my house by Keely Dwight who is also known on Instagram as trying to be a mum. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, Keely's one of the pioneering IVF bloggers and a source of constant positivity in our Instagram feeds. Oh guys. A sunbeam. Yeah. Stop it. That beautiful smile. Red lipstick. So tell us about your journey. Oh my goodness, my journey. Um, so my journey started five five years ago, I guess, um, when the Dwighty and I got hitched. Um, we were a little late in blooming, um, so I got married at the ripe age of thirty-five. Um, so we we did that thing. We got married and kind of sat in ignorant bliss for about six months Mm. just going yeah let's just be the two of us for a bit because we'll get we'll get pregnant really easily (laughs) yeah um we did exactly that everyone else does um and then six months went past and we weren't like trying trying Mm. you know like tracking it we weren't ovulating kit testing yeah sort of trying we were just having sex Vaguely oh, at the God, right time. Those, those days. <laughs> Vaguely at the right time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we realised that 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 method was not working mm. for us. Um, so we went to the GP and started to have all the necessaries, um, and the kind of basic kind of test that the GP did and came back just said, "Yes, you have." unexplained infertility oh yeah that's the worst great which is really nice to hear um and I was kind of and to be honest at the time I didn't really know too much about anything else either like Mm. so I didn't really like a few of my friends have had PCOS but I didn't really know too much about it or endometriosis you know any of the other kind of factors that kind of affect or can affect fertility um, so we're like, right, so there's nothing wrong with either of us. We just can't get pregnant. Um, and they immediately just said, you should go for IVF mm. because of your age um, and because there's no there's no medical reason why you, why you can't. Um, which kind of in hindsight now, having now knowing what I know about fertility, I'm yeah. kind of like, should we have just done that or should we have done... You know, all these other questions come up. But anyway... I think in our case, it was the right thing to go straight to IVF. Um, So we originally were going to go through the NHS and we got referred and then we were like, okay, that's great. Perfect. Like, Mm. it's not too bad to get to work and I can go on the overground and that kind of works. And and then we found out that our first consultant appointment would be six months away and that actually our first treatment would likely be 18 months away. Oh, my God. So I was like, oh, I'm 36. I love like, the fact that they're like, oh, you're you're quite, you know, age-wise, you should probably get started quite soon. Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, but could you wait 18 months? Just wait 18 months um, and sit and see where you get to. That's which it was just like, I was like, and so I just said, we can't do that. Like, we're stupid if we do so very fortunately we're in a position that we could go private um and then it ended up that we actually had done three private rounds before our first appointment had even come up so we were just that's nuts isn't it it's just nuts it's totally nuts and we were really um was kind of talking about this last week but we were really lucky because we would have got three rounds 
on the NHS, which is amazing given where we live because you just think the demand would be mm-hmm. ludicrously high. Yeah. Um, so I feel a bit guilty about that because I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I had all of these NHS rounds and I threw them away. No, but you gave them um, to someone else. Gave them to someone else, exactly. So um, so then we did two rounds at one clinic, which was quite near our, where we live, um, which ended in s- the second one in slight disaster. And then we have done four rounds at AIGC. Mm-hmm. So we have just, yeah, in September had our sixth failed round. Great. Oh, I um, and in between uh, rounds three and four, we got pregnant naturally. Really? Yeah. Um, after a, a wine and pinchos fueled weekend in San Sebastian. Okay. Uh, we found out we were pregnant. Um, but then we miscarried oh. at eight and a half weeks. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's, that's, that's your journey. our journey. Very proceed into a little not wow. so small soundbite so you mentioned there that um one of those rounds ended in disaster what happened yeah so um we everything was fine we'd had kind of a similar protocol to our first round um and we went back in to have transfer and we had a day three transfer and we were having one put back in that time I think god I don't know they all merge into one after a while um and yeah we were in the transfer room and you know looking up at the lovely embryos yes that is my name and they are my embryos that's great just like me they just look like me it's so bad um and then the embryologist with the catheter and my consultant so I have a retroverted uterus people Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Um, it's just sort of a bit wonky. Oh. Like, it goes up, like, up and down. Like, it's a bit like a little mountain range in there rather than just flat, which actually is, like, if anyone has a retroverted uterus, it's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> it does not affect any catheter procedures. But it did in this case. And um, my consultant was like, oh, I'm going to change the catheter again, even though she'd done the practice round and everything was fine. Um, and then she said, oh, I'm going to change it. So she gave it back to the embryologist in the lab. And then suddenly the embryologist called her into the lab. And I'm like sitting there, legs akimbo for about oh. 15 minutes. The best resting pose. With just like, with the old speculum still inserted. Oh, lovely. And I was kind of like, this is what's going on. This is taking ages. This is ridiculous. Um, and then this nurse came back in. I went, can like, can you can you take 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 it out and can I just like sit here because I don't know how long this is going to be on for. I'm really uncomfortable. They are not comfortable. They're not comfortable. No. There's a bit of a draft coming through. <laughs> um, anyway, so the consultant comes back in and goes, mm, so this has never really happened to me before, but um, we we can't find the embryo isn't in the catheter like you know where they flush it out and test that it's gone through and all that sort of thing and we just went <laughs> sorry what <laughs> oh my god um and she just said we've lost the embryo. hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We've lost the embryo, but there's only one place it can be, and that's in your uterus. But obviously, it wouldn't have been in the in the optimum place I would have put it had I been able to do it, you know, had she been properly. Yeah, knowingly pressing go, knowingly flushing it in. So yeah, we kind of. like I just didn't even I was in a total state of shock and I just went okay okay well I mean I don't know what you want us to say like so good it's in there okay um but does that does that mean that it's not gonna work now or you know um in the kind of naive days of just going with what everybody told you um so and and then the aftercare was just shocking it was just like that happened on the Saturday and then we were trying to get hold of her on the Monday and she like if I was that consultant I would have phoned me the next day and said are you all right Mm. you know blah blah blah. don't wait till working hours on Monday Mm. or you know I know that might maybe I'm being over uh ambitious about what they should do but uh and then we ended up having this like really really heated awkward discussion with her in her in her office and I had to get the senior nurse from our clinic to come and sit in on the meeting with us because I was like I don't trust anything she says so I don't want it to be like a it's your fault it's my you know where you kind of it was just you know and then I was getting really emotional and crying and Dwighty's trying to sit there just going but you do understand how this is totally unacceptable right yeah you do know this is you lost our embryo like you know and then she kind of came up with that there are always risks involved with every procedure you know blah 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 and it was just like no like no you dropped our embryo mate you you, you, there's risks but that that's not one of them that is not that is not you know no and then when you look up on like the hfea website and then dwighty's on there kind of saying well how how often does this happen like is she just making up or is she um oh and it was less than one (laughs) percent of the time uh and we were like of course it happened to us of course of course we are that less than one percent um so funny enough, after that happened, we decided we would change clinics. Oh, good oh, yeah. idea. Yeah, I wasn't overly enamoured with her bedside no. manner to begin with anyway. And then I just thought, this is totally shit. Have you since heard anyone else that's had that happen to them? Nope. Oh. I've yeah. never heard of that happening to anyone. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty unique in a lot of ways. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I might put it on my on my headstone when I pass. <laughs> just... <laughs> embryo got lost embryo got lost less than one percent chance <laughs> um so yeah that was our second round so that was pretty special mm. so mm. one of the things that you've done to deal with this is blogging um and you were one of the first bloggers that i read like ivf bloggers wow um i should probably update that i, think. <laughs> I don't think i've written on it since april but i think but never mind <laughs> i think you change i think um the way you the way you kind of get your emotions out changed, don't they? And like, and then you found Instagram. Is that kind of the main way that you cope with this? Or have you got different coping mechanisms? Um, yeah, I guess it is the main way. Um, I started the blog because I'd seen some other blogs and I just didn't like them very much. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to them. It's just, it didn't, it didn't really speak to me Mm. in the way that I thought I was dealing with it or the way that I would kind of articulate it so I just thought well if I start bashing down some stuff maybe Mm. someone who's like me might find that easier to connect with or and I kind of didn't really do it for any reason other than that I didn't kind of expect anything out of it and kind of but I launched it at the same time as 
my Instagram account again because I had no idea that any of these people existed on Instagram like I totally wasn't aware it was a community community of 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 such and and um and again I just thought well I'll put it out there and then if someone wants to talk to me they'll talk to me and but I think the whole blogging thing is quite interesting because I haven't I'm acutely aware I haven't written anything on my blog since April but I think you're right like I think I just find it a lot easier just to do stuff on Instagram and actually I've been playing around recently with doing more like you know like blog zining on Instagram and writing on Instagram rather than posting it somewhere else for someone then to have to go yeah. somewhere else to well, if find it. Or... If your audience is on Instagram and it's kind of more instant to do it that, isn't it? Yeah, I exactly. Think. So I do have to like be very strict with myself when writing in terms of limiting my words because mm-hmm. I do tend to ramble on slightly, <laughs> as this is evident. Um, <laughs> but that's quite challenging but it's quite fun because you're kind of like oh no I've actually got to think about what I'm saying (laughs) rather than just rambling incoherently for ages um and like stories is is great for that as well like I find it much easier to talk to people in person like I love writing and I, I do really love it um but yeah I find actually just chatting to people a lot even though I'm having a conversation with myself um on stories it is, you know, you feel like you're weirdly talking to people, yeah. even if you're... I think people really like it, though, don't they? It's quite a powerful way to kind of get people on board with what you're saying. I yeah. don't really do it, but I you think I'm a, a bit. Bit, I'm a bit scared. I, I just like it because you get feedback. Yeah. You get really good feedback, like, straight away. Like, normally, so if I post a story and it, like, chimes with people, I'll get, like, five messages in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Which is nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's nice. Um, So it's more immediate than blogging, I guess. It's more immediate. And then also because, like, I found, and I even did a stories about this when I was going to actually, where I'd recorded a story that I was going to put up and then never put it up because it, it became irrelevant. And that's what I find about doing some of the blogging stuff. I think because I do most of the stuff that I talk about or write about is is present like it's happening to me now and I do not every um, element of our treatment but like most of it I do in real time so then by the time I've thought about something I wanted to write about by the time I've written about it it's almost like too late Mm. and it's not really relevant to then what I'm doing or what I'm saying or so yeah I found it quite difficult to kind of Mm. or then I think of too many things to write about and then I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Um, So one of the things that you've written about is about keeping your partner engaged. And he's quite like a big part of your Instagram. He's quite a big part of your journey. Um, I mean, how have you made sure that he doesn't feel left out? I mean, it's a bit difficult to because, yeah, I think if if you do have a partner, then I think they're so intrinsically involved, like kind of whether they want to be or not they you know and obviously before I started all of this you know we had a chat about it and I was you know we've been very open with all of our friends and family and and I just said you know is it all right if I write about this and talk about it because I will be quite honest and open and and he was just like yeah if it makes you feel better then do it Mm. you know I'm not embarrassed about it or so you know as long as you're not slagging me off pretty much then (laughs) you know go for it um but I think we just Dwighty's really good because he very understatedly and unassumingly will do stuff in the background that I don't really know that he's doing like he'll research stuff and then but not really tell me about it and then we'll be talk to someone or we'll be in an appointment and he'll be like well, yeah, because da 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 da. I just like check you out, like you know, and um, mostly because he does it so that I, I don't worry, so that he can kind of yeah allay my fears about something. If I suddenly go shit, like you know, I don't know. Oh, like this month, 
I so usually my cycles are twenty six days, people. Mm, very good. Um, and this month it was twenty three days, oh. and I was like, Ah, fuck. <laughs> what's happened? Like, what's happened? What? 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 You know? And then suddenly, like the next day, Dwight comes back. Goes, it's totally normal. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like it's like okay. Or I'll have gone to the bathroom by the time he comes back. Yeah. He's like. So I've read a couple of things about it, and <laughs> that's really nice because it's hard sometimes being the the kind of only one that's that's that knows what's going on and like the keeper of all information. Yeah, it's good to have that backup. Yeah, and he doesn't like spout off about it a lot, mm. but he just knows if it's he's he's a bit of a worrier in general, and he won't mind me saying this, um, like life things, and his facing thing is if I'm not worried then you definitely shouldn't be worried. So, yeah. And that's quite a good... It's a good radar for me anyway, because then suddenly if I see him there and he's shaking and kind of, you know, be like, oh, shit, we'll be worried now. Okay. Um, It does become more of a partnership, doesn't it? Like, I feel like in this, my relationship certainly is not improved. It was fine before, but it's... We've fine. become. It's fine. Before. We've be- <laughs> it's all right. It's like, possible. It's totally fine. I'll be quiet. Um, <laughs> no, I. I feel like it's. You know, we've become closer. I don't even know if that's the word. Like more of a team. Definitely, and it's really hard to not say it without sounding just totally wanky <laughs> <laughs> or cliched. You know, but it is like you know, it's brought us so much closer together. And, but it really has, like, I was talking to someone at the weekend, actually, a new friend that I made through the Insta world, um, who was super lovely. And we were basically saying exactly the same thing. Like, you know, often my friends or some friends of ours will be like, oh, yeah, but you and Dwight are so loved up. It's like, yeah, like, aren't, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> But I think just, and it's not like we're snogging each other in the pub or anything, but like we just are, I think we just have more, I think you become more aware of the other person's needs and feelings and Mm. making sure they're okay. And just kind of, even if, you know, they've had a bad day at work, it's like you've had a bad day at work, but then you've also got all of this to worry about or you've got, and I just think you become a bit more... I don't know, I think the whole fertility thing makes you, I hope anyway, makes most people more emotionally aware of yeah. how they react with people and how they deal with people. And I just think then as a kind of couple or whoever your partner or husband or whatever, I just think it naturally ends up being like that. Yeah. I just do. I, just do. I don't know. I feel sorry for people who haven't gone through it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's the ultimate test. Yeah. I and mean, the ultimate boost. I mean, God. who wouldn't want to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're really missing out. Um, I mean, what you mentioned work there, and we talk about work and IVF quite a lot because um, we're all finding it a bit difficult. Um, and you took the decision to kind of step back from your career. Yeah. Was there, what, was there a contributing factor that, like a particular moment where you were like, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this for a while and concentrate on my fertility? Um, I think the reason that, well, I mean, there are a whole multitude of factors, actually. One was I'd just been working my ass off for like nearly 20 years mm. without a break, without having had gone on maternity leave. Yeah, that break was coming to <laughs> that me. That break was, yeah, I should have had that like seven years ago. Um, Like not, yeah, not had a break, constantly being, and like, in a fairly demanding, you know, not not saving lives in any stretch of the imagination, just making ads. Yeah, but, but stressful. Um, but stressful and and full on and long hours and all that shit. So one a bit of me was I just I just need a break, regardless mm. kind of I think of the fertility stuff or not. I just was maybe I just need a break or you know. And it was the right time at the job I was at. It was the right time to leave um, for various reasons. 
And then we'd had four rounds of failed IVF. So it was kind of like, well, that's a pretty good reason to give up work. Mm. Um, And because we'd gone through the like checklist of, okay, so we've done this and we've taken the uh, ubiquinol (laughs) and we've taken this and we've taken that and, you know, we've been to, we've changed clinics and we've, you know, all the things that everyone does to kind of maximise your chances. And none of them had worked and stress, everyone bangs on about stress. Um, You know, and I do believe it to a a degree. Um, So we were like, well, what's the one thing we haven't really addressed? And and that was it. And for me, it was quite a big factor. It took up quite a lot of my life. So it was kind of like, well, if the big part of my life is quite stressful, then uh-huh. surely taking yeah. that away would be a good thing. So very fortunately, yeah, Dwighty just went, why don't you just knock it on the head for a bit? <laughs> Do it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it was a bit of a shock. Was it? Yeah. Just was because... it, what was it like waking up the first day and being like... I didn't wake up. I just <laughs> slept all day. <laughs> Seriously, for like the, the first, I reckon, month. So I left at like pretty much Christmas um, nearly two years ago. And I kind of woke up in January. But it took like the whole of January. I used to wake up for like getting up to going to work time. And then without even sort of really coming round, would just completely fall back to sleep again and wake up at like, it was like being a student, like at half ten. Amazing. It was like having horse tranquilizer or night nurse, like every night. Wow. It was, it was insane, but it was kind of also showed just like, yeah, fucking, I needed some sleep. It's definitely <laughs> proof that it was, yeah. the right, it was the right choice. So after I slept in January, um... <laughs> I slept through January. <laughs> Fantastic. I just, I sort of came round, um, and it it's been like there are days when I had all very lofty ambitions, obviously about what I was going to do with my time off, because obviously my time off was going to be quite limited, because I was just going to have the year to do some treatment, get pregnant. Yeah. Then obviously I'd have a year of being pregnant mm. and then maternity leave for a year. So I'd be back at work in like two and a half years sort of mm. thing. Um, 18 months later and was still not even pregnant. So, but I had, yeah, all these lofty ambitions of like, yeah, I'm going to go to a gallery like every week and I'm going to, you know, do all do, these ridiculous things that I couldn't do when I worked and... Yeah, it's definitely done. Really, I mean, I've been to a few galleries, but oh, that's, it. that's great. Yeah. yeah, I've done, I've done a little bit, but you do weirdly get into a bit of a routine, like however mundane it might be sometimes. Yeah. But you know, when all those mums out there go, oh, I don't know where the day goes. It's like <laughs> I actually don't sometimes. Like, yeah, you get up, put a wash on, you know, oh, yeah. wait for that to finish, wait for that to yeah. thing come out, get the shopping, you know. <laughs> You know, three o'clock, I'm thinking about making dinner. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I made it before I came out tonight. It's bubbling away on the stove. You know, like... To yeah. be fair, that's my day as well, but I'm sitting behind a desk thinking about making dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then part of that is also what I've really loved about, out of all the crapness, is all of those nice things that I get to do now that I didn't ever get to do before. Yeah. So... I don't actually mind doing the washing because I kind of never did it. <laughs> but Dwight did everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, or cook dinner because I used to get home at half eight at night. And, mm. you know, it just... So actually I've really enjoyed doing all of those things and it's not boring. Like some don't get me wrong, some days I'm really bored. But yeah, I think the fertility madness has brought out some really nice mm. things. And... Mm. I never thought I'd be a yogi, but I go to yoga every day and it's really lovely. And, you know, so yeah, the, but the stopping work thing was, for me personally, and I was fortunate enough to do it, has been a really good, yeah. a really good thing for me. I mean, if somebody was to, if, was kind of considering it, but wasn't sure, what would you say to them to kind of, you know, what, what have been your, the like good bits and what have been the bad bits? 
I a few people have messaged me about this actually because I think I did some stories on it about or I think when I was recapping our journey mm-hmm. um and some new people had asked and said oh I'm thinking about giving up mm. and it's really hard because it's such a personal decision and what I what I tell and I, I kind of hate giving out advice in that sort of way because what works for one person might not work for somebody else but equally I kind of say if you feel like it's going to be more stressful not working because you're not working and financially it doesn't make sense or 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 whatever then then don't do it because you're just you're just swapping one sort of stress for another sort of stress and that's not good for you either so either kind of if you're not happy in your job leave your job and get another job um if you can and you feel kind of equipped to not work at all then don't work at all I mean it's kind of I think it also depends where you are on your journey it kind of depends on you know I found particularly at my clinic it's really bloody hard to to have a full-time job and have treatment at that clinic because it's every day twice a day sometimes mm. and luckily I my work was only up the road so like a 10 minute bus ride or mm. a cab or bus I got a cab all the time um <laughs> I did I did try to get well I should have got the bus because that is what my husband supplies bus parts but anyway um it was quicker but do you know what that was kind of convenient for me mm. but it's but, it's almost as much stress just thinking about having to take the time from work to go and exactly and like how many days should I take you know I was talking to a friend of mine who's um gonna talk to uh, her HR department about some upcoming treatment and stuff and she was like I just don't know how they're gonna react like mm. how many days are they gonna say that I can have off or what can I do or it's so hard it's also because I remember being told um by my HR person who's probably listening to this who may be listening to this anyway but she's also like it is really difficult because like when I was working and we were having I was having to have discussions with my work she's like it's really difficult because it's an elective procedure mm-hmm. you know mm. it's not something you're being told you have to have it's not like you break your knee and you've got to have reconstructive knee surgery or like you know whatever and I was really really lucky because they were amazing they were really amazing um but it doesn't work like that everywhere and she said and it's really then hard because it's so as we all know it is so bespoke and unique to each person that it doesn't know one thing applies yeah. to everybody if so you made a rule it would be broken in, instantly yeah, yeah. because one person yeah. might have one round and one person might have six <laughs> <laughs> So one of the blogs of yours that I really like and that really chimed with me was the one about time, time passing. Um, I mean, you talked about that and it was, I think it was on your 40th birthday. It was quite melancholy about time passing. It was. Yeah, I think, well, it is a bit because it's just a bit depressing. Well, no, I think it's just, you're just so much more aware of it because mm. you live in, like, chunks of time rather mm. than... So suddenly you're like, okay, well, this three-month period, we're going to be doing this, and then we can't plan anything for this because we might be pregnant. Or we might... And then suddenly when those... A few of those chunks get put together and you're like, oh, well, it's now four years. You're kind of... And when simultaneously all of your friends' lives are kind of going on the trajectory that they're supposed to be going on or that mm. they want them to go on, you suddenly sit there and go, shit, like, you know. And also I also think, I wrote about it in the in the blog, but my... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nora is having a big old drink. Right, Nora. Thirsty. <laughs> This was a sensitive moment. She yeah. comes in and she makes the most possible noise. Once during the interview, she bit me. 
Um, anyway, you were saying. I was saying, yeah, so I wrote about it this a bit in my blog. And I think because it was coming up to a big birthday. And um, I, I wrote about this, so sorry for repeating myself, but a really dear friend of mine is a brilliantly, ridiculously talented woman who is also um, a psychotherapist, counsellor, as well as being a, you know, star at PR and comms. Mm. Um, and I was talking to her about it because I was asking her advice, like in terms of, I know people will ask me questions about it. So if I was going to, if you were going to give like a counsellor's view on why I'm feeling like this or mm. why, and she was just really, and she just said it is big like big birthdays always bring out that sort of reflection or I should have done this by this point or I should have you know Mm. all of the should ofs all come out um and I think it's just a bit I think it's just natural but I think yeah time's just a bit of a shitter you kind of want to put it on hold but equally you don't want to put it on hold because you want something to happen so yeah you want it I over don't know. With. it's weird yeah it's weird yeah I think we've all got really weird relationships at the time yeah you're also trying to live your life yeah outside of what's going on with your fertility yeah and doing things that you enjoy going on holidays and time you know yeah that's good times but then you stop and you're like well wait a second I'm still not where yeah, I thought and, I'd be yeah and I think just kind of not that I wasn't bothered about hitting 40 you know, I was a bit like when I hit 30. I was like, bloody loved yeah. it. It was amazing. Being 30 um, is brilliant. But it was more the point of what I thought I would have had or done by the time I was... Not necessarily done, because to be honest, I'm really lucky. I'm, like, career-wise and stuff, I've done loads. Of, like, I'm really... And life and whatever. But by that point, you know, I thought I would have two kids. Or at least one. I mean, I'm not greedy. Just no. one. Just one would be she nice. Just for much. So I just, and then, and then you feel like, yeah, because you're being told as well as a geriatric mother. Oh, it's the worst word. That time is running out, dear. Oh. <laughs> they should not use that terminology. No, it's really offensive and horrible. It is really offensive. I've been someone talking about it the other day, but yeah. Just to finish off, um. If you could go back to your to right to the beginning of your journey mm. and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Yeah, I get. I, I think I was kind of aware of this from the start. It's managing your expectations. It's it's an amazing, amazing science, and I'm hugely grateful for it. But it doesn't work for everybody, and hopefully, it does work for enough you know and hopefully it will work for us and hopefully but you just have to be aware of it and don't go into it you know yeah thinking that it will be the first time or will be this you know because hopefully it is and that's amazing but if you're then kind of crushed by that disappointment it's really hard to then pick yourself back up again and want to do it again and kind of want to keep going but the motivation, someone asked me this other day, I was like, what's the motivation that really, you know, keeps you going? Like, just bloody want to have a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you really asking me that? <laughs> it's pretty simple. Uh, um, it's in the name. Trying to, to be, be a mum. <laughs> yeah, just, just laugh as well. Have a giggle and be kind to everybody and each other. That's pretty good advice. Well, Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the carver. That's all right. I was really hoping there was going to be something after Hannah's wine last week. I was like, if I, if I go and Hannah got wine and I didn't get wine, I'd be really annoyed. We're under pressure now. No, no we have to provide booze every time. Oh, no worries. Well, it's been great to have you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Absolutely lovely to see you. Cool. Bye. time for old wives tales fact or fiction um gabs yeah you spoke to professor tim i did i spoke to professor tim child medical director at oxford fertility about pomegranate juice Mm. Mm. Um, good in cocktails yes very good in cocktails a bit sweet for me yeah yeah I, Uh, i like it why do people drink it emma um so 
this comes from, I think, the view in certain areas of, I'm not going to say medicine, I'm going to say practice, Um, that eating and drinking red things will help your blood flow better. Okay. Um, So people drink pomegranate juice to get their blood flowing and to help build a really good womb lining um, so that your embryo will implant in the womb. So have you been necking it like uh, I, I actually have. I am a cynic. You are? But it's got to a point where I'll try anything. Uh-huh. Um, and it's delicious as well. I really like it. Oh, that's good. Although my brother-in-law did come over this weekend and drink it all. So. Oh, well, his bloody lining's going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I'm... And this goes in the same um, category as beetroot juice. Okay. I prefer the pomegranate. Right. Um, uh, yeah, just red red juice. Yeah. Way. Is this like when you drink cranberry juice because you've got a, um, a wee infection? Yeah, maybe. I used to neck that stuff. I know, I, but it doesn't work, does it? I, uh, I never knew. We never find out, do you? Yeah, I drank a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Um, I mean, it's delicious. Um, if you get... there's certain brands that don't have any like added sugar mm. so it's good to go for those brands if if this is a thing you're going to subscribe to yeah i think the ones i've had are quite sweet so maybe that's put me off yeah um so yeah just drink those but you spoke to professor tim i did and i asked him whether it would have any effect on um getting you pregnant basically sweet take it away Professor Tim. so with all of the dietary uh things that come up every now and again what tends to happen is they Someone will say that a particular juice or food will improve pregnancy, and that tends to be based on nothing at all, really, very poor quality studies. When you try and look into things, you just can't find any evidence there at all. And, and this is true for pomegranate um, juice, and uh, I can't really see any logic or understanding why that would help improve the chance of an embryo implanting in, in the uterus. As with many of these things, if people feel that that uh, it's something that they are doing themselves and it's giving them some control over the situation by by drinking something that they feel may help. It's not going to do any harm at all, but I can't feel that I could recommend it as being something to improve success rates. Brilliant. Well, um, thanks for that, Professor Tim. And that's the end of the show. That's a wrap, guys. Um, have a great week. Happy Halloween. Happy Fertility Week. Happy Fertility Week. Um, happy happy November. Yay. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.